in the 13th century BC, Helena, the daughter of the king of Argos, was the most beautiful of the Achaean women. She was loved by both her father and her subjects, and life was simple and easy. Until King Minos visited their kingdom. He immediately felt the need to own this beautiful woman, and he demanded that she marry him. Her father easily fell under Minos' sway, and Helena fled with one of her handmaidens into the night. She was found by a prince named Prius, and he brought the two with him to his city in Asia Minor, where he believed they would be safe from Minos. And they were, for ten years. Until finally he tracked Helena down, and she realized the man was not human, but an ancient vampire. Minos easily defeated Prius and his soldiers, and took Helena with him back to Argos, where he slowly tortured her, draining just slightly too much blood from her than her body could replenish until, finally, months after her capture, she was to pass away. At which point he infused her with his own blood, and left her alone with her father, enjoying the screams as her frenzy drove Helena to feed on him. Although Helena eventually came to accept her vampirism, she could never forgive Minos, and so she planned to slay him. She visited the Oracle of Delphi and learned that by draining his blood, she would both destroy him and claim his power for her own, but at the cost of her immortal soul. Helena wanted dearly to do this, but Minos' bond over her heart was too strong to overcome. But after 13 years, Prius returned, and with a force of soldiers, he surprised and overcame the ancient vampire, piercing his heart with a wooden spear. Helena caught the opportunity and drained Minos, committing the amaranth. She wanted to share eternity with Prius and offered him immortality, but he refused it, instead agreeing to become her ghoul, and the two remained happily together for centuries. Over time, they found their way to Carthage, at first, they sympathized with the Bruja ideals of the city, but they soon realized who would be the final victor, and with no chance of rulership herself, Helena sided with the Roman Ventru, selling them information that quickly turned the war in their favor. In return, Helena was granted rulership of Pompeii, but it was not to last as Menele, a Bruja Methuselah, survived the destruction of Carthage and desired revenge. Menele caused Mount Vesuvius to erupt, thinking he had killed Helena, but both she and Prius survived, and for hundreds of years after, the two fought, either directly or by proxy, until Helena and Prius thought they had finally killed Menele in Spain. They soon realized, however, that he had survived and had headed west across the ocean, and she manipulated the Spanish Empire to send explorers there as well. Although she lost track of Menele on the vast continent they discovered, she knew he was hiding amongst the local populace and thus slaughtered her way to him, finally facing him down by the Chicago River in 1820. The two fought until sunrise, Menele crushing her skull and Helena burying her claws deep in his chest. They withdrew into the soil as the sun began to rise, sinking into torpor as their damaged bodies were desperate for recovery, yet still waging their war, this time via proxy only. Helena put all her cards on the local military forces of Fort Dearborn, but as the civilian presence outgrew the military, she was outsmarted by Menele, who had begun selecting his puppets from them. It took many years for Helena to recover, but when she found Loden, she knew she had her pawn. She manipulated the local Malkavians to start a great fire, and as the allies of the Prince of Chicago, Maxwell, were burned in their havens, Loden moved in and seized power for himself. And with the prince at her whim, Helena set her servants to finding the torpored body of Menele, 
but he continuously eluded her. All the while Prius, who had helped carry Helena's unconscious body to safety, began to travel the US, using the powers he had gained from drinking Helena's blood to subdue other kindred and stealing their vitae. During this time, the bond she had over him faded, and he was free to make his own decisions for the first time in over 2000 years. His loyalty to her remained, but he began to question whether he should ultimately free himself from her completely. Finally, in 1990, Helena awoke from torpor. She could no longer sustain herself on human blood and thus slew the Torridor Maria, her progeny and the most powerful of the roses in the city, draining her dry. The land above her resting place had been turned into a club and Helena decided to disguise her true nature as Portia, a Torridor neonate and amateur model. She chose to remain inside the succubus club for the most part, uneasy about the world outside. She also began to send out feelers into the Anarch movement, hoping to use the schism between them and Critias, Menele's brood, to her advantage. Unfortunately, she never had the time, as the Lupines attacked in 1993, killing Prius, her lover, and destroying much of the Succubus Club, not to mention removing her most vital piece, Loden, from the chessboard. After the attack, Helena began to exert her influence over Nikolai, the lord of the Tremere Chantry, as well as Ballard and Capone, two surviving childer of Loden. Tyler, the legendary Bruja rebel, is also said to have been manipulated by the Methuselah. Very few kindred knew of or suspected her true nature, but Erikto of the Tremere was one of them. Yet even she worried what might happen if she pursued her suspicions, and thus kept quiet about it, even as Portia began resting in the Tremere Chantry during the days. In 2018, Manele felt the beckoning call for him. He left Chicago, leaving Helena without a goal or reason to be. She felt it too, of course, that strong urging to leave for the East, and she came to Tunisia, where she murdered and consumed an entire retinue of Ashira, seeking to attend Victoria Ash's vermilion wedding. The beckoning faded then, and confused, Helena made her way to Chicago once more. She still uses the disguise of Portia, but without a worthy opponent, she is growing tired. Any vampire powerful or clever enough to pose a challenge to her may face sudden trials as she tests them, or might rise fast and high to a position where they can more fully become a counterforce to the ancient queen.